Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. This is where we kill all your dreams about free agency, Grassi. And today we are going to do just that. This was an episode that I've been thinking about. I've been dreaming about. And usually this is the time where Super Bowl's over. I start looking towards free agency. And as I looked into free agency, I was like, wait a minute. The salary cap is a thing. And so returning to the show from nearly a year hiatus, he is the co-host of the Unknown Packers podcast. He is the Twitter Packers cap wizard. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the show. Mr. Ken Ingles. Wow, what an intro there. I don't Is that know okay? If I Is that, that. All right? I'll, yeah, hell yeah, I'll take it, man. That's great. Flattered. Good. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I really wanted to like build you up like significantly. Uh oh. Like, so like the expectations now are sky high. There's no pressure whatsoever. Okay. Well, hopefully I don't fail miserably for you. If you do, it's okay. Nobody's watching. So, Ken, <laughs> buddy, it's been it's been a while. I'm I'm so glad to have you on. And in case for some way, somehow, people don't know who you are, can you kind of give a little background on this, this cap wizard moniker that you have earned that we just talked about five minutes ago that I was going to call you? Can, you? can you tell me how that emerged and how you became so entrenched in everything Packers cap and destroying all those who oppose you? <laughs> wow yeah I, I don't know if i go that far but i'll take it <laughs> destroying those who oppose just with me math. no just with no math. yeah just a math i'm just a guy i'm an accountant right i do numbers huge packer fan and i started a twitter account i don't even know how long ago just to follow beat writers and hang out on twitter and kind of see what's going on and then i started learning about the cap and being more interested in that and really understanding how that influences what the Packers can and cannot do and understanding the cap and understanding football. And then I think I saw one too many OBJ to the Packer tweets and I started actually writing back and somehow people liked what I had to say. And here I am. And here you are, buddy. And here I am. Here now, I mean, and, and here's the thing. We, we had you on last year and I absolutely loved that episode because, you know, a lot of the times the, the DMs that I get are the, should the Packers sign X? If they have a pulse and they have produced <laughs> a yard in the past year, I get the DMs, right, about that one person. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter what position they are. I can't tell you how many Deshaun Watson DMs I got. And I was just like, you guys know we have the MVP, right? Like, just that just happened, but okay, cool, cool, cool. And the reason why I love this is because it's such an alternate view on what's going on with football that quite honestly so many people don't even like look at or attempt to understand because they're like numbers are hard and and they and they don't do it and what i love about last year's episode is like you broke it down in a way that was not only like correct but was only like it was also like simplistic in enough for people to be like oh okay that that makes a lot of sense and that's why that's why i appreciate you so damn much ken awesome yeah well i do what i can you know it that's part of it is that like Part of it is understanding the math and the numbers, like in my day job as an accountant. Yeah, math is part of it. If you can add, subtract, multiply, and divide using a you know computer, <laughs> right. 
right? Like that's the math you need, but it's really understanding the business behind the numbers. And that's why I love the salary cap because that's, that's what drives the business of the NFL and why I think the NFL is just so great because you have this great equalizer amongst all the teams. And if you can understand that, you can really understand, you know, what these teams are going to do before they even do it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty good, like predictor, right. Of like what's crystal ball. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, I'm just sitting here with it. Like, I know, I know. And, you know, to kind of start things off and I've been talking about this on the show a little bit, you look at a team like the new Orleans saints, right. Mm -hmm. Who are uh, a wee bit of trouble, just like, just a, just, just a smidge. And that's kind of become very publicized of like, Oh my God, even, you know, with them restructuring Drew Brees' contract, like they're going to have to, you know, cut these guys and restructure this, 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 and this. And I feel like that is almost given Packers fans like a false sense of security. Why? I don't know, but they're just like, well, okay. We're not the saints, but cause like the Packers always take care of the cap, but can you, can you, introduce the uh, current cap situation for the Green Bay Packers and why I am currently and probably not going to be producing a whole lot of <laughs> let's get this guy in free agency videos because it's, it's, it's just not possible this year, Ken. Right. Right. Well, their, their cap situation isn't the saints, right. But which, which is it, down here, which is, yeah, it's, it's low, but it, they're not great. You know, they're like bottom five, um, in the league, according, you know, depending on where you look right now, obviously COVID's a thing. We all know that. And with that, the league lost a ton of money. And part of that arrangement that they came to that the league and the players union came to in August was like, all right, how are we going to figure out how, how we're going to spread this out? And so they're going to take a hit over the next two or three years. They still haven't ironed out the details, which is a little concerning. But the latest and greatest is that the cap's going to drop down to 180. That's like the latest. It could go to 175. It could still be that low. It can be higher. But we don't know. And the teams might not even know until like a few days before the league year starts, which is insanity. So they have to basically plan on the worst case scenario because you can't get all this business done in like four days and hopefully be under the cap. But so they're at 180. They rolled over just under four. If you remember, the cap this year was 198. So that's a pretty hefty nice decline. Um, if you just add up all the guys that they have under contract right now, and again, that's pre-draft, pre-free agency, pre-getting <laughs> our own guys back even, right? I've got them at $29.4 million over the cap. So what that means <laughs> is the league year starts in March 17th. Yep. So like a month. And so before then they need to clear 29.4 before they can even think about signing a free agent. Mm-hmm. Even if they bring back like a Robert Tunyon, right? Yep. Even an Alan Lazard, super cheap. It still adds, you're still digging a little bit more of a problem. Right. And that's, that's where this difficulty comes in. The Packers haven't been in a situation like this where they need to potentially cut guys, really rework deals, push money out as far into the future as possible to make it tomorrow's problem instead. Um, Just to like start at zero. That's scary. 
Yeah, I mean, and last year we talked about this, right, of like kicking the can down the road. And mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, we also talked about the Minnesota Vikings, right? Because at this point last year, we were just like, oh, they're going to be in trouble. And look at all the guys that were not on their team this year, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, exactly. They- these are these are the consequences of it. I mean, I think we talked about like the Broncos too, right? Like that one year where they brought in everyone. We talked about the Rams, like and how like they mm-hmm. found that problem and look at all the guys that they had to get rid of as well. Like these are the consequences of it. And I think Packers fans have become very used to the idea of like, oh, well, you know, like the, the Russ Ball will like you know figure something out, you know, and then they'll 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 work something and they'll do some magic numbers and things like that it's either you're going to pay it now or you're going to have to pay it down the road. And Mm -hmm. Hey, like we're, we're in now, now at this point. And you know, like it's, it's a little bit time to pay the piper. Right. And that's where I think some of the, the cap is the, is a myth stuff comes into play just because the salary cap in the NFL is so complex. It's, it's so much more complex and involved than something like the NBA that there's all these mechanisms and levers that you can pull to like make it appear that things are okay. Yeah. But then it's like you open the closet and all your skeletons <laughs> fall out. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're just like, just don't, we just, we just like pushing it back in. Just yeah. Like, don't don't look, look in that closet back there. Yeah, yeah. Just don't, just don't look in. And like, cause that's the thing that like was the talk of like the off season was like the Kansas city chiefs, right. That they were signing mm-hmm. like these massive, massive deals to get like what they got, like Frank Clark and Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes that they're giving you know, half a billion dollars to, which is never going to come to fruition. Like, right. There's and Mahomes deal. Like, yeah, Mahomes still like, he's still basically getting paid on like a rookie deal this year, even though we signed that massive deal, the money doesn't even kick in until three years down the road. Yeah. And even then it's still a discount, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And like, and here's the problem too. And this is something that obviously, you know, JJ Watt happened today when this is filming, when, you know, he hit the his. And of course the immediate thing was like, maybe before this, it was like, should we sign JJ Watt and what have you? But like what you're telling me and what you're telling everybody is again, like we're just trying to get to zero at this point and there's already going to be losses, right? Oh, yeah. there's, there's already going to be people who are on this team right now that are not going to be here. Like, you know, in, in this next season. Right. There are four ways that the Packers can create cap. You can extend play. Let's start with like the, the happy sunshine options, right? You can right. extend them, keep them around for longer, right? And push money down the road. Um, you can restructure them where you're basically paying them the exact same number of dollars. Yes. But you're just calling it something else different in accounting land. And again, pushing that money down further. Yes. Or now you start getting into not so fun. You can come up to them and be like, hey, I know you're supposed to make $10 million this year, but can you make like two instead? That'd be great. Um, That's an option or you cut them. You can't trade them. You cannot trade because you can't trade until the new league year starts, which, but you need to be under the cap before the new league year starts. So Ken, I'm going to ask you because I'm sure that this is already a question that's popping up in the minds. What if you're not (laughs) like, like, like what happens? Like, if you're just like, if the Packers are just like, it's fine. It's you, fine. Cause you don't, doesn't exist. You don't want to be that guy because you're probably not going to be able to get a job in the NFL. <laughs> uh, but like, let's just say, let's just say the sure. clock turns and you're over the cap. So from what I understand is you're going to lose draft picks. You're going to get heavily fined. And then the league starts auto voiding contracts until you're under the cap 
in reverse order of when they signed. So you can actually, in theory, create a worse cap situation, but not auto voiding than if you were just to take care of it yourself. Because the league is just like, this is the price of me having to clean up right. your room. Like the, the, This isn't the NBA where they kind of have a salary cap and yeah. they're like, okay, you got this luxury tax thing. No, it's like, it's a hard cap and you just aren't over it, period. So that's fantastic. It, mm-hmm. I could see a world where the NFL maybe is like, okay, maybe we'll, maybe instead of being under the cap right away, maybe they'll give like a week grace period. Grace period. Yeah. Like, okay. The salary cap still exists. It's not going to go away. We're not going to have an uncapped year, but maybe for a week, you know, you got a week more to, you know, get your homework and get your affairs. In Extending order. the tax deadline. That's essentially what yeah, it is. Right. right. You're it's doing an extension, tax it. extension. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So in, in that case, right. Like you're talking about, because again, this is also the penalty of having really good players, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, you, you look at it like a team and this is why you try to get to a Super Bowl, like, you know, with, with a franchise QB on their rookie deal. Right. And you don't pay mm-hmm. all these people, all of this money because, you can't pay everybody. Unfortunately, you can't turn it off like it is in Madden where you're just like, ah, salary cap doesn't need to happen. So in terms of like the guys who are probably the, I'm going to call them offenders in this case, but it's not their fault. They're making lots of money. Like the the guys who are kind of like draining from the cap that either could be cut or like targets for restructured. Who are you looking at to potentially alleviate some pain some pain. Yeah. A lot of pain. So I have a scenario that gets them pretty close. Um, unfortunately that means we got to cut, cut, not restructure or like ask to take a pay cut, but like you're no longer on the team. Uh, Preston Smith, Christian Kirksey, Ricky Wagner, Dean Lowry. I'm not done. <laughs> that's like that's just, the start I'm, letting you Those, finish. I'm just staring yeah yeah those were the four guys i've kind of always had in the back of my mind for a few months but okay. even then you're still going to need to get some work done um david bakhtiari now um you're kind of like but didn't he just sign a deal yes but his deal was structured in a way to allow flexibility depending on where the cap came in mm-hmm. where i think he's due like an 11 million dollar roster bonus on the third day of uh 2021 league league year so like march 19th or so and so what they'll do is they'll still pay him that same dollar amount but then they'll convert either all or some of that and call it signing bonus and again push it out push it out way back and so then it it's like two something million dollars for the next four years sure and so that can create up to 8.3 million so in my scenario i have them going all the way on this going full push out on Bakhtiari. And then I also have them looking at uh, a Devante extension. That guy's going to get paid a lot of money. I think he, I think he deserves it. He's going to probably be, you know, top two or three wide receiver money in the league. You know, the only thing against him right now is his age, but again, he's 27 or turning 28. He's still relatively young, but some of those guys are like 25 with crazy money. So But I think they can save between like four and six million in an extension there. Again, he still has his math, his signing bonus that he'd have to work off plus his new signing bonus. So there's, it's not as much as maybe you might think, you know, that you could save, but then I also have him bringing back Tunyon mm. on a restricted free agent. I think that's a no brainer, Yeah, of course, but that's 3.4 million. 
all those all those things combined i have them at you still need 1.4 million to get to zero right and we haven't even talked about guys like let's bring back Corey lindsley let's bring back aaron jones right but the guys i haven't talked about are aaron Rodgers and zadarius smith there's some other veterans too like amos crosby funchess Basically, anyone who's not on their rookie deal is fair game for some sort of restructure, extension, pay cut, cut, or trade to try and, you know, get under that cap. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like, you know, when you're talking and this is how you get into a situation, right, where, like, you're paying guys or you're paying for guys that are, like, aren't on the team anymore, Right? Oh yeah, like, like like the dead cap for those four guys. If I just do a quick like uh, add, what's that? Ten like fourteen million dollars to cut those four guys yep. plus. If you cut them, you know, as pre June one cuts. Yep. Yeah. Like, you're you are you are start. It's like playing poker without a full deck of hand, you know, or full you know deck of cards. Like yep. you're starting, yeah, starting a race. You know, a minute after everyone gets you know gets a start and that's a thing too like there's also draft picks right like like there's oh yeah and but yeah again but this is just to get to the march 17th like Like the draft another month that's that's gonna be another million to two million dollars depending on you know if they trade up and you know good guns like to move around they've got 10 picks now who knows where it'll be you know another million and a half at least that they gotta find plus (laughs) then let's talk about you know, starting the season, you've got the practice squad. Those guys, believe it or not, combined for over three million, you know, about three million dollars that you gotta mm-hmm. have. They, that counts. Um, <laughs> that money counts too. Like the money that only, he spent counts. Yeah, every, every yeah, ba- yeah. Go figure. Um, <laughs> we're in this crazy off-season period where only fifty-one contracts count. Yeah. The top fifty-one, or at least the salaries of the top fifty-one guys, when the regular season starts everyone counts so and there's 53 guys mm-hmm. so you have to add at least 1.3 million if they're like the bottom barrel sure. salary guys plus you can't go in with zero dollars in your cap because as we know the packers move people up all those elevations that we did every right. single time they elevated a guy that's like 30 something thousand dollars right and that adds up it was like over a million dollars that they <laughs> like sure just so even keeping a small savings account of five million dollars and that could even go towards extensions for the following year just like we used it for Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark this year like there's a lot of work to do there's a lot going on well that's that's what it seems like and again like you know you talk about Devontae Adams you know Jair Alexander is about to walk himself into a nice payday you know that's gonna be that's gonna be a thing um you know like there's (laughs) It, it, it's a matter of, okay, you, you can, you can push so much money out, right. You could do that so many times, but like, eventually, you know, it's going to be a deficit, even when some of those guys are not going to be on the team anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be in the same scenario where you're just like, okay, like, what do we do? Do we cut these guys now? Or do we keep on pushing it back? Because eventually like the bill is going to come due. Right. Ideally when you like restructure a guy, they have more than two years under contract. Yeah. Because I'm, which is unfortunately not the Packers case. Um, most of their veterans are guys who are under contract this year and next year, which means if you go and you do just a restructure where we just, 
you know, hey, we're just going to call your salary signing bonus instead. If you save $2 million this year, that means you got a $2 million problem next year. Yep. It's like a one for one. But if you've got more than two years, then it's a little bit more doable because then it spreads it. But it's literally like, it's like shovel, like the way I like to talk about it. It's like, it's like shoveling your driveway. But instead of shoveling the snow off to the side, you're just shoveling it further down the driveway. (laughs) So then you get further down and now you're like, okay, what the hell? Like I'm doing not, I have to clear the original snow plus all the stuff I piled on top. And you're creating this huge problem that eventually is unavoidable. It works in theory if the cap keeps going up. That's what I was about to say. Okay. Cause like, again, but these next two to three years, right? Like because of COVID and like, cause again, if they all were like, Hey, you know what? Let's just take the hit just this one year like that cap is going to be like, like teams would be like, I don't know what to do. Because Oh my God. Yeah. If, if they did not come to an agreement in August, yeah, the language of the salary cap basically would have allowed the league to call everything in 2021. And we'd be looking at like, uh, you know, what? A hundred million, $120 million. I guess we're screwed. now. Yeah. So 175, like they knew what they were doing. They're like, yeah, like that's a pretty big support that we're putting in and propping up this, um, propping up the uh, the salary cap next year. But it's also going to be a 2022 problem and a potentially 2023 problem as well. Like yeah. they're spreading this thing out over two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like you said, like if, if everything was normal, like you said, like there would still be issues, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as like severe or drastic, but mm-hmm. I mean, like it was still going to be an issue. Right. And I got, I got two questions that are associated with that. So all of that being said, you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. In which there has been plenty of talk, obviously, you know, new MVP, played his ass off, played real, real well. There's been talk, you know, before this season of after we drafted Jordan Love, okay, like after like two years, maybe that's when you say goodbye to Rodgers, right? Just for like cap purposes. Is would you say that everything going on makes that more likely, or is it completely dependent on like again, you know, Ro- obviously Rogers developing and Jordan Love developing, or I'm sorry, Rogers not regressing and Jordan Love developing and all that great stuff. But like at the end of the day, there still is like that cap that's like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, a few things, a uh, few things to a wrench in that whole you know Jordan Love plan, I guess, or the potential plan. You know, one of those was Rodgers winning that MVP because I don't think the Packers thought he could do that. I agree. Which is why I think Jordan Love exists in the Packers uniform today. I agree. So, but here's the thing. So my scenario that I kind of laid out where we're getting rid of those four guys, we're extending, we're restructuring, we're bringing back Tunyon and some other cheap guys, and we still got a million four to work with. We didn't touch Rodgers. Yeah. (laughs) So that that window for if the Packers want to move to Jordan love exists in 2022 today or in 2023. But what if they do something to Rogers contract, right? If they go all out with a restructure. Yeah. Um, well, I'll back up. Aaron Rodgers contract offers by far the most cap relief on this team. Sure. If they go 
like all out where they drop his salary to the minimum for him, take his roster bonus down, take everything down. They can create $13.6 million if they just push it out, push it out. If they add some phony years on the back end add yeah. two fake years that don't exist, but again, it's for those salary cap accountants, you know, rules, they can pump that up to 16 plus million. Okay. If they do that, Jordan Love is not going to be a starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers on his rookie deal. Yeah, on his rookie deal. Right. If they don't touch his contract, I think it's pretty clear that the the Packers are leaving that door pretty open for yeah. a Love transition. But what if they restructure and clear up four yeah. or five? You know, like it's a sliding scale, right? Sure. Between zero and 13 or like 16 if they get like crazy um, of like, I know that Brian Gutekunst and Matt Floor stood in front of the podiums and they said, he's our guy. He's going to be here Long for time. many years, but money talks and what they do with this contract will tell a much clearer story than anything that either of those two guys could say in front of the media yeah. Like when they're just trying to kill a national media like narrative of like Rogers is unhappy. Like, sure. Let's tap that down. He's our guy. We love him. Yep. But like if, if they fully restructure Rogers or if they do some, like, you know, rip up his contract and start over, like, okay, he's, he's the guy and he'll be, you know, like, you know, maybe hopefully best case scenario, Tom Brady playing into his like mid forties of winning Super Bowls, Right. Yeah. But if they don't, that tells you that, hey, we still like this guy that we drafted up for in the first round last year, and we think he yeah. might, you know, be something. I mean, crazy right, man. <laughs> right now, what does he have? Three more years, Rogers? They're both up at the same time through twenty twenty three. Okay. All Love right. technically has the fifth year option. He has the fifth year can, option, yeah. But like. They won't they won't exercise a fifth year fully guaranteed option, correct? Unless they've seen him play, unless exactly, which they have to do by was it year four or is it year three? They have to. So it's after it? year three. Yeah, they would have to exercise it. So like Jair, right? They're going to exercise Jair's fifth year option this off season. Yes, to put him for twenty twenty two. So like that's always been the thing, and they changed the rules where it's now fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Where before you can just exercise the option, and be like, ah, oh, never mind, this guy stinks, yeah. and you just you know cut him or trade him, and it's not a problem. But if you exercise that option and without seeing him take an NFL snap, that's risky. That's, risky that, that's why I've always said like 2022 makes the most sense, where you want to see him play for a year before they have to make that decision to. Uh, to fully guarantee, which can be up to like franchise tag money. Like it's yeah. not cheap. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, and that's why like timing wise is not great. <laughs> like it, it's just no. like, I don't well, think it's, fell it's, the- it's a good problem to have, sure, sure, sure. but like Packer nations, like heads cannot fathom the fact that there may be two people who are capable of potentially playing quarterback. Yes. Right. But it's, if you step back and look at it, it's like, it's a good problem to have. Absolutely. And Jordan Love is a Green Bay Packer. I'm not going to like wish ill will upon the guy. I'm going to root for him because maybe, maybe he's in their grand plans. You like know? He's the next guy. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and it works out and that'd be fantastic. And that'd be great. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 
So you're saying basically take a look at uh, what they do with Rogers contract. And if they don't really change a whole lot, then it's like door still open for like love to come on in. Cause maybe, you know, Rogers regresses a ton and that's what the Packers have been expecting. Cause listen, you know, to be fair, and I want to be fair here, not last season, but the season before that, there were a couple times you look at Rogers and you're like, mm, okay. Like he played bad. Right. But right. Like, there was like some, there was like some throws. I was like, Oh, he usually makes those. Like you saw like little, little tiny bits of regression. And then he came out and was like, I'm going to destroy you all. But like, and I think like, I don't, again, I don't hate the move of getting Jordan love. I did hate like the fact that we gave up a fourth for it. Right. And, like, and as, and as you and I talked about, like they wanted Jordan love, like that, that's, that's who they wanted. Right. And like going into the 2020 draft, you heard a lot of talk of like, is this the year they take a quarterback? Yeah, maybe they should take a quarterback. Yeah. But then it's like, hey, guys, I didn't want you to take a first round quarterback. Yes. Like, I wanted you to take like a third round quarterback. Yep. But the fact that it's a first round, eh, you know, and I get it. I get it. Sure. But yeah, the, they obviously wanted it. They obviously, this wasn't a like, oh, shucks, you know, look at our draft board. We only have one guy left. Maybe we should go like this is a franchise altering decision to trade up to ensure that you get a quarterback in the first round, the first round of the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. When you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, who you just gave a contract extension to two years. (laughs) Yeah. Two years prior, who has been very vocal about playing long-term like, that didn't just happen. There were lots of conversations that happened at the highest level of that organization to be like, we're all cool with this. Right. And we all know what this means. Right. So this is opening up a door. That's not going to be fun. Like it's, it's yeah. Yeah. We we can't just close this and hope it goes away. Like this is going to be a a topic of conversation until one of those guys is in here. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and kind of to jump off of that, um, Last year, we touched base. I did a video um, saying that the Packers are going to have a wide receiver problem because everyone was talking about last year. And, and, you know, listen, I expected that we were going to get a wide receiver last year to actually circumvent this problem, right? But we didn't. Um, You know, we were on Funches, but, you know, opted out, whatever. So the wide receiver problem is you have Devontae Adams, as we already alluded to, is going to get paid like mega dollars, right? He's going to get paid ridiculous amounts of money, you know, missed two games and still like, you know, broke records and tied records, what have you. The Green Bay Packers do not have somebody to replace Devonte Adams. And so like, even if we were thinking like, you know what? Cause I think he is like 28 ish. Like, you know, it's like maybe turning he's like nine. Yeah. I think like he's 27. That. I think he's like, has a, I don't know. Yeah. I think 28 yeah. next season. Yeah. yeah. So like, he's not old by any stretch of the imagination, but like for a wide receiver, you know, it's like, is, is maybe you could say like, I don't want to say twilight, but like the back nine potentially. Right. Mm -hmm. And nothing against Devontae in any way, shape or form. But the thing is, is that we don't have a person to replace him, Right. And in terms of like, you're having all these wide receivers contracts who are are coming up, right. There's no fifth year options for any of these guys because they're not first rounders and who's there. And so it, it turns into, well, we have to resign Devontae Adams, even if for some reason they didn't want to, to like save a whole bunch of money. Right. They have to, and on top of that, like you also have to go out and draft one as well, you know, mm-hmm. or bring in some guy for like super cheap, which then also doesn't really solve that problem either. So like, what's kind of your take on like our wide receiver problem and what that means in terms of 
you know, the amount of money that Devontae Adams is about to get paid. Right, right. Yeah, the wide receiver position is is a crazy story because last year everyone assumed, right, we need a wide receiver, we need a wide receiver, this offense needs it, right? Well, it turned out the offense was actually pretty good without it. You know, n- number one is, is, is pretty good, right? Can't get too much higher than that. Yeah. You know, they did all right, but, like, by not drafting a receiver last year, you're almost forced to this year because – there isn't anyone that's signed. There's let me take that back. There is no one who played last year for the Packers yeah. who is signed past next season. Correct. 2021, every single wide receiver who played a snap is off the roster. Yep. Right. And so are you gonna give MVS a big extension? Are you gonna give Equiminius St. Brown a big extension? Devin Funches, like he's a guy who's around who might yep. not be, but like, and then Devante, like you're almost forced to extend Devante. Yes. Like they almost, they don't have a choice because they're like, okay, we need, we need the guy and we really don't have anyone behind us. Oh yeah. Lazard isn't even technically on the roster right now. He'll be back super cheap, like $850,000. But like after that, like, is he going to get big money? Like you need guys to develop and you need, you can't have this, like you can't have a position group where it's like super lopsided, where everyone's getting paid. Correct. You, you ideally you have one guy who's going to get the bag and that's going to be Devante, but you need other guys on cheap rookie deals. And there's nobody on cheap rookie deals that's coming up right now. Yeah. You know, they drafted three wide receivers, what three years ago, 2018. Yeah, and MVS. Jamon Moore, no, no, no longer, no longer here. Yeah, and then MVS and uh, EQ. Yeah, and EQ can't, you know, seem to stay on the field. And MVS is a roller coaster, but you know, he seemed to kind of figure out a little bit this year and sure. doing a little bit more than the deep threat stuff. But like, great in the championship, you know, and and he's getting a raise this year. Like, so one thing that's built into these rookie contracts is if you play X number of snaps over your first three seasons, you get a bump. And so instead of making like. 900 something thousand dollars he's getting paid two point something million dollars basically because he had to play yeah and so yeah this team has a wide receiver problem because they just need guys who can be here that they're not starting over and we know this quarterback is someone who needs time needs trust needs yes. repetition with his wide receivers yes. and getting those guys in now it, it it's a must so they've kind of by i wouldn't say ignoring the position last year but by not you know rookie contracts and draft picks are great assets because they are cheap young controllable talent yes and they just don't have it at mm-hmm. that position and it that's that's more the need not a talent problem they have a future problem correct yes a roster problem because you're looking at the future and right now you're having a guy who's about to be 28 years old be like your only wide receiver like who's on it's like so like what do you do right so like either you draft this year like and, and you have to like spend a premium spot like really like a day two pick right you know like around two round three on a wide receiver or like next year, like your entire draft is going to be wide receivers. Like, right. And- right. Or if they don't draft a wide receiver and then after this year, MVS comes to the negotiating table, like, Hey, hey guys, guys. <laughs> you've got nobody. Yes. And so guess who's going to get 
overpaid yep. this guy. Yep. Because they have no other option. Correct. Yeah, that was a fun video. That was, that was, <laughs> and in, in terms of, you mentioned it before, one of the last things I want to talk to you about is we're talking about, you know, cutting guys and restructuring and what have you. Mm-hmm. There's the question, I'm, I'm not even looking at free agents. I, I don't care about Richard Sherman. I don't care about JJ. Like, I don't care about, honestly, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Boyer, don't care. I haven't looked at any no, real I, names. Unless their name is, Mr. Veteran minimum contract. Yes. Like I'm just looking at the math. Like it's going to be tough. And until we know what they're going to do with Rogers and Zadarius and like Amos, we don't know. Like if they go all in, then we can start talking about it. Yeah. But until that point, it's going to be, we need to understand how much money we have to work with here. I mean, the one thing I will say before I touch on this is like Rashawn Gary, like, I'm so glad that that worked out because if we were looking at cutting Preston Smith and we did not have a backup plan for that, mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh, this is going to be real bad. Like this is going to be, this is going to be a big, big problem. Oh, yeah. so, and again, like there's still holes on the green Bay Packers, right? Like this is still not like a, they, they're a good football team. Don't get me wrong, but there's still like, there, there's still some holes that they need to plug. And, and we can't even address that in free agency at this point, you know, without obviously having everything in place. And that's kind of what I'm getting at is I don't care about bringing in free agents. I'm talking about the guy. I'm going to ignore Kevin King, but I'm talking about the Aaron Jones, the Jamal Williams and the Corey Lindsley. And this was a conversation that started last year in which mm-hmm. I was looking at this and I was like, this could, this could be, this is like pre COVID. Like this is going to be a problem because you can't right. bring back everybody. Is there a world where you see, I'm not saying all three because I feel like that's impossible. I'm saying like one. And what I mean by one is most likely Lindsley or Jones because those would be the higher contracts. I feel like Jamal, maybe you get away with something, but right. you see a so, where those guys come back. Yeah, man. And, and this is where the Packers are really good at what they do is that they plan for these things years in advance. Like, I'll take a step back. So last year, I remember looking at their offensive line and they've got Bulaga, Lindsley, and Bakhtiari all approaching 30 years old, all needing new deals in the next year or two. And I'm like, they can probably pick one. And so I'm like, Bulaga's not it. And so like, I'm like, he's absolutely not coming back. And everyone's like, oh, we got to bring him back. I'm like, was not was not shocked in the least that they're able to let him go. And then there's a, basically a choice. Do we want our all pro center do we are all pro left tackle i think they made the right decision i agree sucks that he blew out his knee yeah uh new year's eve but like i think well then you look at that with lindsley they've got three guys on the roster who can just kind of step in for him you got elton jenkins you got um patrick lucas patrick and then they drafted hansen i know he was on the practice squad but he's gonna be a guy who's gonna be competing this year like they plan for this same thing with aj Dillon. i know a lot of people didn't like the fact that they drafted a running back in the second round but then i like to look at it from the perspective well green bay knew that they had a problem that they had their top two running backs both looking at free agency and they might not want to pay one or both of them to come back. And they're definitely not going to overpay because that's not what the Packers do, especially at that position. Sure. And so, and it helps against contract negotiations. Imagine if they didn't draft Dylan. Yeah. Like Aaron Jones and 
Jamal Williams can be like, cool. Like that contract that you offered, you know, let's add a, you know, yep. let's spice it up a little bit. Where is now we may be like, you can, you know, we're prepared to say bye because we have this guy. And he, you know, he had that game against Tennessee where he showed that, Hey, there might be something there. Yeah. That being said, you know, they've positioned themselves where they could be in an okay position if those guys do leave, which I you know, unfortunately think they both will. But, you know, if they were to come with some sort of long-term deal, like their cap number would be reasonable in the first year between like four and seven million dollars, even though those guys are probably going to be making, you know, double, you know, you know. 10 plus million dollars a season they can they could structure something but i don't know if they're gonna want to to be honest because and it sounds like you know rob Demoski's made some claims that um in some reports that um they haven't even talked to jamal yeah and lindsley said in his uh post-game conference that you know packers (laughs) he hasn't heard from the packers yet and um jones they came to him with a deal, you know, but Green Bay's like, this is our, this is our best offer. We're not going to throw huge guarantees in here because you're a running back. <laughs> Unfortunately, Which makes the sense, running back yeah. market sucks. Like I would, that's like the worst position to play in the NFL contract wise. And, you know, he has a new agent. Like that kind of tells you all you need to know. Like doesn't yeah. sound like those guys have very good progress in negotiations with the Green Bay Packers. Doesn't yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I I I hear that completely. And and honestly, what it, it more recently what it reminds me of is like you mentioned the offensive line and like having a, an issue there. It was like kind of when we had Jordy and Cobb on there, right? Mm-hmm. And like they were both old. And like I remember sitting here going, one of them is gone. One of them's like, gone. One of them's gone. And they were like, no. And I was like, no, they're gone. Like that, like that's that it has to happen at this point because you're not going to be paying. Because that's like we recently re-signed Devontae. And we're like, we can't do like three $10 million contracts to guys. Right, like that, right. That, that's literally unworkable. Jordy goes, Cobb goes, like, you know, the, the year after. And that's that's what it is. Like, that's the cap, right? And, and that's what, like, again, like, and why I find it fascinating, and I love talking to you about it too, is like, if you just look at the numbers and especially looking at the, like, the, the position groups, right? And you're just like, okay, look at pass rush right now. Like, look at outside linebacker. You have a Zadarius Smith and you have a Preston Smith. When we signed them, everyone was super happy. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh man, we brought all these guys in. But you can only do that for so long until at least one of them's got to go. Right. And-, and that's a good point because I know that we're talking about this, this salary cap in the view of COVID. But like, let's for a second imagine that COVID were to think Packers would still kind of be in a little bit of a cap issue this year if COVID yeah. weren't a thing. Obviously not to the extent that we're talking now. Sure. But like... You know, you, you look back at the at the the sexy signings from 2019, right? When it's like, oh my gosh, we're no longer a draft and develop. We're using yeah. free agency. This is amazing. We've got the Smith brothers. We got Amos and Turner. Well, fast forward to 2021, their cap hits are almost two and a half times more expensive just two seasons later than they were in the year that they signed them. Yep. So it's the same four guys yep. who are not two and a half times better players than they were two years they just come with a two and a half times better price tag or worse of a price tag and that's you know you couple that with making rogers the highest paid player in the league you know the year that year as well like you know these things 
come to bite you, especially mm-hmm. the way that they, they structure them, right. Where we push it back, push it back, way back. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's all coming through, you know, right now. And unfortunately also with the, you know, the top coming off at the cap as well. Sure. And I mean, like, and, and I feel like we had this conversation last year too, right? Like this is the cost of free agency. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people right. give Ted Thompson, like a lot of crap. Right. And, but like, this is, this is the cost of it. You want to bring in multiple guys. Like this is the risk that you run. And listen, I will say we made it to back-to-back NFC championship games. Right. And people mm-hmm. will look at that as like a failure and just be like, well, we didn't win a Super Bowl, So it really doesn't matter. And, and maybe if we went to the Super Bowl this year and won it, maybe people would be like, okay, you know, we got to cut back a whole bunch, but at least we have a ring out of it. I mean, like this was the cost of like competition, right? Like we right. went two years without being in the playoffs and then this is, we did it. Like we, we right. went almost as far as we right. could. I wouldn't say that the Packers went all in, so to speak, no. but yeah. they didn't not go for it either. Yeah. Right. Like, Rogers has, you know, we talk about Rogers needing weapons and things like, you know, we spent quite a bit of money in free agency and we built quite a bit of an offensive line for him to stand behind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the, it's been, it's been a embarrassment of riches that, that offensive line for years. And we'd see sure. these guys go and it's still just, you know, or injuries come out and they're like this past year with injuries. And it's like, Oh, no problem. We've just got another, you know, Ellen oh, Jenkins, God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we got another Pro Bowl or future All Pro is just going to yeah. step in, you know, as, as a second year player and we'll be fine. Like, there's been investments in this team, um, you know, and unfortunately just hasn't quite worked out, hasn't quite gotten over that hump. Yeah. But, yep. I mean, like, we got, we got some conversations to be had, we got uh, some decisions to be made. And uh, this offseason is going to be a weird one for the Green Bay Packers and, and, yeah. and a different one. Honestly, I think that, and that's what people aren't really, it's definitely going to be different. You know, green Bay has this reputation of they take care of the cap. They're not going to do anything too dangerous, you know, to to hurt themselves long-term, right. They're not going to go all in just for this year because you never know there. There's no such thing as one player away. I'm a huge, you know, every time I hear that, I'm just like, yeah, but what if you're not one? (laughs) Yeah. You know, yep. what if, what if signing JJ Watt this year doesn't get you a Super Bowl? Now what, yep. you know, what, who did we have to cut to bring him here? And then if we don't win the Super Bowl, then what? Right. So like, yeah. and the Packers are, you know, they're, they're built that way, but like, unfortunately these circumstances are tough and we're going to see things as Packer fans and those in the media that just haven't had to like really digest yeah right like guys who are going to be cut or take severe massive pay cuts simply for financial reasons yeah because the packers typically don't get themselves into those type of situations they don't give out those gross contracts that a year or two they're like oh man like that was a mistake i think nick perry is probably the the biggest example but they corrected that with the smith brothers but yeah this this offseason i've been saying for a bit just buckle up because we're about a month away and it's going to be pretty quiet. I imagine for most of that month. And yeah. then it's going to come in hard and we're going to be like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be what is happening. Like when we signed all these free agents, yeah, no, in like no, no. <laughs> a, a, a four hour period, we're like, who are all these names? Yeah. It's going to be like, what happened to all my friends? Yeah. <laughs> 
they're gone now. <laughs> like then yeah. they're never coming back. Um, and I, and I will say too, like, we're not the only team that this is going to happen to either, Mm-mm. you know, no. like it, it's going to affect the league. And obviously like there's some that are in better positions than others and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But yeah, this is going to yeah, be something like there. You think about the teams like in years past who would roll over $30 million in cap space and they're like, cool, we'll just not spend that. And we'll roll it over again. So like those teams are like, okay, cool. Like we still have some ability to kind of play and do some things here yeah. where, as Packers, they spend their money. They roll over like four, five million dollars a year. You know, this year's three point seven million. That's pretty lean. Yeah. Um, you know, plus all those beefy contracts coming due. It'll be interesting, man. I love it. Ken, I appreciate you coming on and and talking, not of course just the cap, but also uh just talking some Packers football and uh and preparing the Packers nation for what's, uh, for what's to come what's because coming. it's going to be, uh, it's be a real close. Right. And you know, it, I, I can't wait to see what they do with Rogers. There's so many storylines just based on what they do with that contract, but yep. you know, if they do it, if they, if they go all in and if this is the year where they feel like they're just that one player away, right. Or two players away. Yeah. You know, then we can start talking some uh, free agent names we can start talking about these guys who can maybe come in players who are not going to be looking at the veteran minimum but until Until we know the full story man you will not see free agency videos from wah until (laughs) until you can see from all these other people but you ain't you're not going to see it here until we actually can do something with cap space right 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 and you know let's just hope and pray that maybe 180 is uh an early low preliminary number and it's really going to come in at you know, 185 or higher that, you know, every cent at this point helps. Yeah. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm glad that I got the, uh, the Smith brothers signature when I did, cause uh, <laughs> it doesn't oh, yeah? seem like that's going to be a thing for much longer, but we'll see, bud. Yeah. Uh, Ken, I appreciate you coming on. Can you please tell the people where they can find all the wonderful things that you do? Sure. You can uh, mainly find me on uh, Twitter, just, my name, Ken Ingalls, K-E-N-I-N-G-A-L-L-S. Or if you search Packers Cap, I've got that in my name there as well. Um, you can also find me um, co-hosting episodes weekly on the Unknown Packers podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Unknown Packers. Um, this offseason is going to be crazy, as we just talked about, and we'll be doing that every week. Um, up through free agency and start the league season and uh, beyond into the draft and the great unknown <laughs> this offseason. Like I is, said, baby. this offseason is going to be one of a kind, man. It is. Well, I appreciate you coming down as always. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I appreciate you uh, attempting to guide us through that unknown, just, just a smidge, just, just a smidge. <laughs> but again, always a pleasure, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it again. Zoom in. Absolutely. You guys saw me at TomGlassyComedy.com. You already know all that stuff. I'm not going to do my entire plug. But thank you so much for watching. That's Ken Ingles. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go. (laughs) 